Zoom. We're glad you're here this morning. Thank you. Aren't you so excited to be back in the building, right? I That's right. Woohoo. I one thing this the whole pandemic has has made us do, I guess, right, is to have the ability to still have church when we can't come, right? To have Zoom. And like last week when we had to shift really fast at the last minute, we were still able to gather together. I think we all like it better in person. Although I do like to be able to like, well, now I'm going to tell a secret that I may be dressed like this part up, but I still may have my striped, you know, sleepy pants on the bottom, right? Am I the only one? <laughs> so that is nice, but there's nothing like actually being here together, physically seeing each other, whether we're fist bumping, oh, this, hugging, whatever, you know, doing the big dip. I don't know whoever does that. I would love to be dipped this morning if anybody wants to do the dip. Anyway, that's what you get when Marsha Marcia comes back to do announcements, right? <laughs> so we're going to start off with our ethos here. House Church mission is to connect with people, with God, and with each other in a clear state, oh, in a, wait a minute, oh, I didn't look up there. Okay. I'll do it this way, it's much better, because this was printed off so small that I'm old and I cannot read it. So let's start over again. And you guys want to stand with me? I like it to stand and say it. Let's stand up. We're going to get our exercise this morning. Okay. House Church's mission is to connect with people, God, and with each other in an atmosphere of love and grace. As a faith community, we are committed to living relationally according to the values of our ethos. Married, divorced, and single here. It's one family that mingles here. Conservative and liberal here, we all gotta give a little here. Doubt and belief here, we all can receive here. LGBTQ, straight here. <laughs> There's no hate here. Woman, man, and trans here, every gender, binary or non can hear. Whatever you is here, for all of us a place here. Rich or poor here, class differences dissolve here. Able body or differently able, you're part of the body of Christ here. You're divergent or neurotypical, you have the mind of Christ here. Popular and accepted, Passed out and rejected, we all belong in Christ here. In the imitation of the extravagant love God has for each of us and all of us, let us live and love the best we can by putting people first and labels second. We could say this. We could say it. Wait, we could say it this way from Paul's letter to the folks in Corinth of 1950 years ago. Let's all do this together because I don't think, even with different clothes on, I cannot sell it. Okay. 
So I was really trying, right? So let's all do it together. Love is chill. Love is dake. It does not thirst. It does not flex. It is not extra. It does not cancel others. It is not sus. It is not salty. It keeps no receipts. Love does not spill tea, but it rejoices with the woke. It always stands. It's always fam. It's always goat. Goat. It's always goat and always slays. All right. Woo! That was rough. We got through that, right? I mean, are you supposed to say, is it goat or is it G dot O dot A dot T dot? I was confused for a minute there. Just kidding. Just kidding. Let it be done and let it be so. Amen. The people say amen. All right. I want to start off this morning. I have a little um, something that I would like to, I'm making sure I'm following my, uh, my stuff here. It's time for me, right? I was reading something the other day. From Jesus is Calling. I know this is like old. I don't even know if they have new versions, do they? I still like the old version. So, um, But I just absolutely love this, and I wanted to share it with you this morning. Are you guys good with that? Are you cool with that? Awesome. It says, I am calling you to a life of constant communion with me. Basic training includes learning to live above your circumstances, even while interacting while even interacting on the cluttered plane of life. I mean, that's might as well just put my name right in there, right? <laughs> Sometimes, right? You yearn for a simplified lifestyle so that your communication with me can be uninterrupted. But I challenge you to relinquish the fantasy of an uncluttered world, accept each day just as it comes, and find me in the midst of it all. Talk with me about every aspect of your day, including your feelings. Remember that your ultimate goal is not to control or to fix everything around you. I, I took that one for myself. Yeah. The ultimate goal is not to control or to fix everything around you. It is to keep communing with me. A successful day is one in which you have stayed in touch with me, even if the many Many things remain undone at the end of the day. Do not let your to-do list, written or not written, right, become an idol of directing your life. Instead, ask my spirit to guide you moment by moment. He will keep, he will keep you close to me. So that really made an impact on me to slow down and focus on what I really need to focus on, which is God. And he gets me through, God gets me through the hard stuff. So I want to start off with a prayer here that I wrote, and then we'll get on to the announcements. Awesome. Dear Lord, show us how to live in a place where we are aware of your, our constant communion with you. As your children, we humbly come before you. Thank you that we get to rest under the shelter of your wings. Here in the secret place of your presence, we praise you and we worship you, Lord, and we thank you for this beautiful place that we have to worship here this morning, that we can 
fellowship with each other and uh, receive what you have for us. We love you so much. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's do, let's do, I want to say one other thing. I want to talk, it's not on here. So I want to talk about uh, Pastor Bonnie uh, preaching this morning. She shared with, oh my goodness. <laughs> Pastor Heidi, that's funny, right? That's funny. Well, you know, I looked down and I got a, a text in here. But anyway, that's why I get Bonnie came up. But Pastor Heidi preaching this morning, I think it was Thursday when we were talking and everything. She started sharing me, sharing with me about what she was going to say and what God was giving her and everything. The, uh, you just need me. And I got, I got real excited, like, man, I can't wait, I can't wait, and I know she has something here that we're going to watch, and I kept getting more excited. But I, I, I love what God, is, but give it, what God has given her, but the fact that it's not like, oh, let's see, let me look and see, what can I pull up? That God, God has given it to her, for her, but also for us, right? And so I hope you guys came this morning, you came expecting that you've given all that worry, the stress, and all that stuff, you've given it to God, but you came here this morning expecting, and it reminded me as a kid, and it normally came with a Marshall Lynn from my mom, but it reminded me of, are your ears turned on, right? Are you in a place to receive from God this morning? Are, and I can hear my mom saying, Marshall Lynn, you're not listening, put your ear, turn your ears on. So if your ears aren't on this morning, or if you're still asleep, Turn your ears on, because I guarantee you God has something for you this morning through Pastor Heidi, and it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be amazing. So don't forget, turn your, and we need that anyway, because we're going to sing some good worship songs and praise God. So our ears need to be on. We have to be in that place where we're willing um, to listen and receive and, and worship God. All right, now we'll do announcements here. Nursery. We have nursery now starting at, well, it's already started at 1020 for zero to five-year-olds. Someone's back there in nursery. If you have that, I guess they're probably already back there. Um, well, we want to hear from you. So if you haven't filled out one of our cards, they're over here on this table. Please fill that out. You can leave it in the box or leave it set there. And we also have, I think we still have the business cards. I see some over there. Uh, but we would love to hear from you. Uh, thank you for giving. Oh, it makes a, it makes a huge difference on Tidly. it's so easy to do. Does everybody have the Tidly app? I mean, you can write the. I was behind someone the other day. It's all it's all good. I needed a break, right? Writing out a check. <laughs> so so. I haven't had checks in four years, but it's all good, right? It all cashes, right? But Tidly makes it so easy just to get on there and to repeat the repeat stuff. It just automatically comes out. So you can download that app. There are two laps, or the Tidly one and then the church directory. If you don't have the church directory, I still get texts. Do you have so-and-so's phone number? I'm like, do you have the directory? You know, <laughs> Because what do I have to do? Sometimes I have to go to the directory to give it to, give it to somebody. But it, it's so easy and great and very secure, very secure. House Church's food pantry is back there. If you guys need something today, please take it because we have stuff expire, you know. Or if you have extra stuff, stuff you don't need, stuff your mom has. I, I put stuff my mom buys stuff. It's not the right kind. It's not decaffeinated. So I bring it and put it in here. So if you have anything you want to drop off, please do that, and we pass it out uh, as much as we can. I grace some peace time, I guess. That went quick, didn't it? I didn't take any pregnant pauses to go slow. <laughs> anyway, well, this is a time now, grace and peace. If you're unfamiliar with it, we kind of get up and stretch 
and we just say, this will be the point where if anybody wants to dip me, right? Not everybody wants to be dipped, so that's okay, but it, be respectful of that, you know? I always go in with that, like, are we gonna shake, bump, this, what, hug, what are we doing, where are we at, and stuff like that. But be mindful of that of people. Not everybody wants a big old hug. I, I'll take one, but not, not everybody wants one. And this is the time where we can, if we haven't already done it, which we are really good at, because sometimes we have a hard time starting, and we ha starting church, and then we have a hard time starting worship because we love just talking and fellowship, fellowshipping with each other, which is great, which is good. So enjoy that, and let's just have a few minutes of grace and peace, and then we'll start with worship.
All right, house church. Let's get ready to do this again. So in all of my excitement about doing the announcements and all that stuff, and I'm just going to blame it on that I have been up here to do this in probably two years, so we'll just go with that, right? I forgot to do the most important thing is the peace blessing and Bob's gospel. Come on. So we're going to start off and Amber is going to do her peace blessing, and then Bob is going to do his gospel. We're just going to do it a little different. We planned it this way, right? Right? Tell them. They wouldn't have known. Good morning. So I got this peace blessing in a different format than they normally come to me. So it's going to sound a lot different than the regular cadence and peace to you that you're used to. So I invite you to listen with an open heart and take this new journey with me. Um, and they're probably not going to stay like this, but for whatever reason, this is what came this time. So this is called A Blessing for Death and Resurrection. When old things pass away and you grieve for what was, this blessing is here to remind you that in Christ, all things are become new. You, dear one, were meant for resurrection, renewal, rebirth. You are still becoming minute by minute and day by day, learning when to let go and when to dig in, how to breathe and how to rest. This blessing will never speak to you in cliches. No, it will not tell you that everything happens for a reason or insist that you look for a window when God closes a door. But it will suggest that you try walking around with your palms up letting the world know that you welcome this moment that is new, and the next, and the next, and the next. The old you cannot take you where you're going now, because she no longer exists. Every day there is a certain kind of death and resurrection. If you listen closely to this blessing, you might just hear that love is calling you out of the darkness of the tomb. It will meet you where the wild things are and show you how they grow when the light hits them through the trees just so. But if you feel yourself settling into a liminal space, if you are still uncertain that resurrection is coming for you because your eyes maybe just got adjusted to the dark, this blessing will light a candle to find you there and gently whisper in your ear, this is not the end, this is not. This is not the end. For you, my darling, are no less than the beloved of God. Peace to you. Bob. Hello. Can I read that? <laughs> Good morning. Two questions for you today. 
I can't tell you how many people I've asked these questions to, and almost no one, in my honest opinion, has ever even come close to giving the correct answer. And since most don't even know the answer to these two questions, well, let's just say I don't find it surprising that in America alone, we spend over $300 billion a year on things to reduce stress in our lives. If we knew the answer to these two simple questions, I really believe that we could get that number way, way, I mean, way down. So, question number one. Why did the Father send Jesus to the earth? Now, this is hotly debated, but I have a simple passage from the Gospel of John that I think sums it up quite nicely. John 1.29. So let's listen to John the Baptist's take on why Jesus came. Yo, everyone. Look and see the Lamb of God who is here to take away the sins of the whole wide world. Now the word take away here means to rip away and remove. Think of Superman hearing Lois Lane trapped in a submerged car about to drown. He flies to the water, dives down, grabs the entire side of the car, and rips it away with unbelievable power. That's what the phrase in the Greek, take away, means. He came not to rescue just Lois Lane, but every single person ever born, past, present, and future. So, according to John the Baptist, who Jesus said is the greatest prophet who will ever live, this is why Jesus came. I think we have a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So, Jesus was sent by the Father to remove, with violent force, all the sins of the whole of mankind. Okay, so... Question one down, one to go. Second question, did Jesus fulfill the purpose for which the Father sent him? Or was he a failure? Well, just two verses to answer this also important question. First, Philippians 2.5. So, have this same view of reality and your purpose as a shepherd of all humanity just like Jesus our Lord who even though he is God, chose to show us God as a servant. When Jesus took human form, he stripped away the limitless power to control everything for his own benefit. He humbly chose, rather, to serve us all. He trusted fully in the wisdom of Abba and listened and obeyed everything he was asked to do, including letting us put him on the cross where in naked humiliation and scorn he died. So that no one could ever doubt this perfect obedience of Jesus, the Father gave him a name that has no rival in both the unseen realm nor in all the universe that we can see. And the second verse is found in Hebrews 9.28. So Jesus, having been offered up to remove even the fragrance of sin from us, will come a second time, but not to deal with sin, since that work is already completed, but to bring restoration to our bodies, as we are all eagerly awaiting. So, since now you know why Jesus came to remove all sins from all humanity, and you know that he didn't fail in Abba's desire, you can at least check one thing off your list of what may be bringing stress into your life. And that's how I see the gospel in four minutes or less. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm so glad you're healed and well and here and bringing us the gospel. 
It's amazing. So I just want to say really quickly that at about 5 after 11, it's 11 o'clock now, uh, April will take the kids back to Children's Church. So just be watching out for her. And uh, we're going to let's do some worship together. hear me I uh I'm excited to do these songs because Amber loves them and we love them and uh she's wearing a lot of hats today and I'm truly grateful for that (laughs) thank you thanks to everybody that's been helping out and I wanted to say from my heart thank you for praying for me and uh for praying all the for all of us that have been sick I am happy to be here with you and happy to be in this space and receiving healing and so if you want to stand stand and we'll sing and um sing out because my voice isn't quite yet what i would like it to be but it's better when we do it together right and he is jealous for me Love's like a hurricane, I am a tree Bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions Eclipsed by glory And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me and oh how he loves us so oh how he loves us how he loves us so and we are his portion he is our prize Drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. If grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. So heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss. And my heart turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves yes he loves us a hurricane I am a tree I'm bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy when all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory I realize just how beautiful you are and how great 
your affections are for me and oh how he loves us so oh how he loves us how he loves us so we are his portion he is our prize drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes if grace is an ocean we're all sinking and heaven meets earth like a sloppy wet kiss and my heart turns violently inside of my chest i don't have time to maintain these regrets when i think about the way he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves yes he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us
stay in this in this moment just for a few more moments sing that chorus one more time
Show me who you are. Hang with me for just a few more minutes. Show me who you are, Jesus. Jesus, show me who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Show me who you are. Fill me with your heart and lead me in your love. Lead me in your love, God. Show me who your love it's a firm foundation and I will put my trust in you my hope in you and I will not be shaken I will build my life upon your love it's a firm trust in you alone, God, I will not be shaken. One more time. And holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up our eyes in wonder. Show Father, <laughs> I know the love of God is within us, but sometimes we just need to feel like we're being filled up. So, Father, I pray today that that would happen for each one of us, that we would feel the filling, that we would feel the filling of your love on the inside, God, that we would see you, that our eyes would be opened with wonder. That we'd be so excited to see more of you, to know more about who you are. Oh, we lose the wonder in our life sometimes because of life and what happens and things that change and we don't know what to do. But God, I pray today oh, that we would just decide that it's okay to be in wonder and in awe of who you are and who we are as your beloved who we are as the ones in Christ <laughs> who we are as the ones that are whole and complete and filled and loved who we are let us be in wonder of those things I pray God that you would touch us today in a really cool and special and unique way I pray that we would leave here today knowing that we have had an experience an encounter and intimacy with you that we haven't had before. 
and I ask that you use me as your vessel. I pray that these words would be powerful. And God, that they would enlighten the hearts, open the eyes of our understanding, that we might know you better. <laughs> that we would leave here today understanding what it knows to be in the fullness of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Give them a hand. They did really good. I, uh, I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you for, um, you know, it's always amazing when you guys are just so willing to flow in the moment. And as a minister, worship leader, pastor person, it really helps <laughs> when, when I know that you guys are just like going with us and you're flowing and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to do what the Spirit likes to do. Um, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. I, um, I have a story, a story. Let me drink a little. I'm so much better. I feel so much better. And, um, again, thank you for your prayers and thank you for checking in on us and thank you for all your love and support and, um, thank you. Thank you, thank you. It means so much, and I feel it all the time. Uh, there's a story from the Gospel of John in chapter 5 I want to share with you today. It's a familiar story about a man at the pool of Bethesda. This man has been paralyzed for some 38 years, and Jesus comes to him with a question. I'm going to read it to you from a text in the contemporary English version, and I'll tell you why I chose this version because it's the only one I could find that asked the question the way I really believe Jesus asked it. I'll just preface it with that. Later, Jesus went to Jerusalem for another Jewish, fest Jewish festival. In the city near the Sheep Gate was a pool with five porches, and its name in Hebrew was Bethesda. Many sick, blind, lame, and crippled people were lying close to the pool. Beside the pool was a man who had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw the man and realized that he had been crippled for a long time, he asked him, do you want to be healed? The man answered, Lord, I don't have anyone to put me in the pool. And when the water is stirred up, I try to get in, but someone else always gets there first. And Jesus told him, pick up your mat and walk. Right then the man was healed. He picked up his mat and started walking around. And this was the day of Sabbath. So my focus today is not going to be on the pool itself. I could tell you all kinds of you know, um, commentaries that have been written about the pool, all the different kinds of meanings about the five porches and the people that are there, and I can tell you that it was, I could tell you all kinds of things about the pool, but that's not the focus of my message today. I want to focus on the intimacy of relationship with Jesus and the humanity that there is in this story. It makes me cry. <laughs> because I think sometimes we get hung up on the outside, the surface stuff, the pool. I used to read this story and I loved it because the thought of an angel coming down from heaven and stirring up the water and then someone getting in there and being healed whoa 
I was so excited. I would get really excited about that. The idea that Jesus chose this one man out of a crowd and asked him the question, do you want to be healed? Recently, I gained some new perspective on this story, a perspective that allowed me to put myself in the story of the pool. The producers of um, The Chosen, how many of you are familiar with The Chosen? The producers of The Chosen, which is one of my favorite series, filmed an episode called A Perfect Opportunity. And it's in season two, and it depicts the story in a very intimate way. I want to show it to you. I'm going to show you this clip. And um, it's not very long. It's maybe, maybe five minutes. And I know this is different, but I know you'll go with me. It's not very long, and I encourage you to watch. Watch it and listen with an open heart and maybe with some wonder.
so <laughs> watching that for me um, opened up a level of compassion and intimacy that I that I had never seen before in this story. And so I'm so I'm so grateful that there are and not just the people who produce the chosen, but there are all kinds of writers and authors and interpreters that help us grab a scripture like that that we might just read on pages and go, I don't really get it. But then we see something like this or we hear someone talking about it and we go, oh, wow. And truly that's the moment when the eyes of our heart become enlightened and we get to see something new and something fresh in the scripture, which I love. There's so much about this. I mean, I could just go on and on and on about, about this, just that part. That's just part of the scene. But I think the part of the scene that struck me the most is when Jesus asks him again, the second time, do you want to be healed? And his, this man's name is Jesse. And Jesse begins to tell him all the reasons he hasn't been able to get to the water. And Jesus responds with, look at me. That's not what I asked you. I'm not asking you who's helping you or who's not helping you or who's getting in your way. I'm asking about you. There have been countless times in my own life when I've had all the reasons, excuses in the world not to fill in your blank. An opportunity is given in this moment to shift the way this man sees himself. The focus is no longer on the pool, which offers nothing, and it's now on him and what he really wants and who he really is. When Jesus says, this pool has nothing for you, it means nothing, and you know it, and you're still here. Why? My answer would be, and has been the same as Jesse's in many different times in my life. I've tried. You have no idea. Although he does, right? I have tried, and I just don't know why I'm still stuck right here. I don't know why I, say, why I stay stuck in these behaviors or that way of thinking or this way of seeing myself. I don't know why I allow my past to define who I am when I know that's not working for me. I wonder if the answer lies in allowing ourselves to see who we really are and then acting as such. Would we then be able to pick up our proverbial mat and walk? Not returning to that way of living, that way of thinking, or that way of seeing. I don't believe we do that alone. I believe it's done in community like this one with people around us who can help us see who we are as the beloved, as the healed, as the whole. Like Jesus did in this scene, we get eye level with one another, and we look each other in the face. We look love in the face. And we help each other see who we truly are. We help change perspective, and we reveal truth. Even in this text of scripture that we read earlier, there was no laying on of hands. Jesus didn't call down the angel and take him to the pool. He simply asked if he wanted to be healed. 
We're talking about Jesus. Jesus could have picked him up and took him to the pool, or Jesus could have laid hands on him however he wanted to do it, but he just chose to leave it with the question, do you want to be healed? I can hear someone thinking, well, that's a dumb question. Of course we want to be healed, right? Anybody thinking that that's willing to raise their hand? If not, it's okay. I thought that. Well, of course I want to be healed. I don't want to live my life like this anymore. I don't want to be trapped anymore. I don't want to be in bondage anymore. I don't want to be oppressed anymore. I don't want to think badly about myself anymore. I don't want to see myself in untruth anymore. Of course. Of course I want to be healed. But you know what? I think sometimes we forget that that's what we want. We forget that. Because we become so immersed in the life of suffering and hopelessness. We become so immersed in pain and grief. I think sometimes life in general, our past, grief, trauma, a chronic illness, physical pain, a global pandemic, social injustices, systemic racism, food insecurity, poverty, domestic violence, and so many other injustices cause us to simply forget who and whose we are. It's happened to me. I've stayed stuck in a body that I know doesn't work for me, but I'm still stuck here. But I have a desire. We all have desires to get out of the things in life that keep us in a place of not being able to move forward, not being able to see the future, not being able to fulfill a destiny that's embedded so deep on the inside. Maybe the suffering or hopelessness has become so familiar that it's more comfortable to stay there rather than risk asking for healing and stepping into the unfamiliar. Fear of the unfamiliar can hold us captive and keep us from the life that we long for. Fear will hold you captive. But we know that perfect love that perfect love shown right there, that compassion, that perfect love casts out all that fear that keeps us captive and away from what we long for. Whether in life in general, in our relationships, in our jobs, whatever it is. It takes someone or maybe more than one person reminding us to take up our mat. I love what he says. Why is it important, Jesse says, that I pick up my mat? Because you're never coming back here. That life is over. And now everything changes. You're never coming back here. That life is over. And now everything changes. In Christ, we get to help remind each other there is a place within us untouched by the atrocities and injustices we've endured. There is a place within us that is untouched by life. It's untouched by grief. It's untouched by trauma. It's untouched by childhood abuse. It's untouched by those things. That is the in Christ in us. That is the in Christness in us that is untouched by those things. John O'Donohue once said, a secret work has been done in us of which we have no inkling. I know that God has done a work in me, and I would say that all of you know that God has done 
amazing what works with inside of you as well. But I think there are things that are done secretly on the inside of us by the love and the spirit of God that we have not yet tapped into. We are still getting there. We are still, our sight is still becoming clear. Our ability to love ourselves is still, we're still learning how to do that. I believe that's the work of Christ. It's what helps us shift our perspective. And it's also what gives us the grace to stand up on our feet, dance, walk, run, skip, cartwheel, whatever you want to do into the life that you desire. Eckhart Tolle writes, There is a place in the soul that neither time nor space nor created thing can touch. An interpretation of that might be, listen, your identity is not equivalent to your biography. In the story the producer showed Jesse as a young boy, in the very beginning of this, they show him as a young boy falling out of a tree, and then he no longer has the use of his legs. Many of us have points in our history that have crippled us and shifted how we identify ourselves. I know I have. I've had lots of things happen in my life that have crippled me and caused me to look at something that gives me false hope instead of looking at Jesus, instead of looking at the beloved. We've lost sight of the place in us that has never been wounded, where there is still a sureness in us, where there is still a seamlessness in us, a confidence and a tranquility. That's our place of being in Christ, our place of being the beloved of God. The way we shift our focus from false hope, or the pool as it were, is with an intentional life of prayer, building our spiritual life and connection, not only to God, but to each other, loving ourselves and loving others, being part of a community, helping build community. When we can do those things, our life changes because it shifts the focus. And then love abounds, and there's no going back. There's no going back. That's what I want. Is that what you want? I don't want to go back. I'm going to pick up my mat. It's easy when you leave it behind, right? Can you imagine he's left it behind at the pool, and then he gets up and walks away, and then at some point in time he's like, oh, wait, I forgot my bed. So he goes back to that place. And sometimes that's all it takes for us to fall back into the rut is to go back to that place that reminds us Oh, that was kind of familiar, and it was kind of comfortable, and I really kind of talked to this guy a lot, and he, you know, we became pretty good friends. Me and Fear became pretty good friends. Yeah. It's hard, but it's not, right? It's hard, but it's not hard. I want to encourage you today to find your pool in life and look at Jesus and be willing to shift your perspective. Be willing to change your thinking a little. Do it differently. Look at yourself differently. 
I recently started listening to a woman. Uh, her name is Mel Robbins, Robinson, I think. And she is, she's not degreed or anything, and she's not a counselor or therapist or anything. She just has these really call, cool podcasts, and they're called um, The uh, High Five Habits. Have any of you heard of her, The High Five Habits? Oh, cool. It's just me. Oh, you've heard of her, Jess? Yeah, she's pretty fun. Yeah, she's... She's really fun. She's like super down to earth and she's, um, you know, she's woke <laughs> and she's really cool. And I love her because, um, you know, she doesn't, he she doesn't hold back in her podcast. She's talking about how incredibly important it is for us to see how freaking awesome we are as human beings, how amazing we are and all the awesome, amazing things we have to offer life and ourselves and our families and our jobs and all those things. And she talks about this one habit that she has of high-fiving herself in the mirror in the morning. Well, the first time I heard that, I was like, um, that's weird. <laughs> right? Like, I'm just looking at myself in the mirror and I'm just going to go, hey, girl. Right? <laughs> It's weird, but here's the thing. Sometimes weird is what we need to get out of our way of thinking. Sometimes weird is what we need to get out of our way of being. Sometimes doing something that's absolutely corny and doesn't make any sense is what we need to do to get out of where we are to the place that we want to be. Not doing it the way that we've always done it. You know, I can speak for myself as someone who's had body image issues, someone who comes from a life that was abusive, an abusive childhood, I've ha often in my life had a hard time looking at myself in the mirror. So for her to say, yeah, look at yourself and give yourself a high five, I'm like, you go right ahead. <laughs> Seriously, you go right ahead. But I believe there is a work that has been done on the inside of us that we're not even tapped into, and it gives us the grace and the strength to look at ourselves in the mirror and high-five ourselves and say, you are a badass. You are amazing. You are absolutely loved and adored. You have really amazing things to offer the people in your life. You can do anything, and all things are possible for you. I think we can do it. I want to do it. I'm in. I'm doing it. I've told people for years and years, they say, well, I just don't know how to get out of this thinking that I have toward myself. And I'll say, write something down on a post-it note and put it up on your mirror. Put it up on your fridge. Put it in your car. Put it wherever you need to in order to see it and then be reminded. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not a bad person. I really am cool and awesome and amazing. I'm not ugly. I'm actually pretty beautiful. Right? So I have to take my own advice sometimes. Sometimes we have to take our own advice. <laughs> sometimes we have to do the thing that we tell everybody else to do, but we never do, <laughs> right? So that we can experience the life that we want to, to have. So that we can experience the awesomeness in life that we so long to have. Amen? Thanks for listening to me, you guys. Let's do communion. 
Let's do some communion. Marsha and Christina are going to hand out communion for us. Yeah. And we're going to take it together. So I just want to remind you that there, um, you know, this is a, a worship part of the service for us. And I just want to remind you that there's a lot of different ways that you can do this part of the service. You can take communion. We have these that are already prepackaged. We have Hawaiian Jesus. We also have gluten-free, and then we have the juice here. There's the cross over here if you want to go and light a candle and take a moment to meditate or think or pray. And, and over here on this table, which I love, I love the rocks. The rocks are really cool because the rock can be a symbol of something that you're holding on to, that you're carrying that's heavy, and you can put it in that water, and it gets washed with love, and you can let it go and leave it there. Don't, you don't want to reach your hand in the gross water and pull it back out. You don't want to do that. So just leave it there. You can also fill out some cards. Do some journaling if you want to do some journaling. I encourage you to just follow your heart. Come up and get communion. Whoa, hello. <laughs> Come up and get communion, and then we will take communion together.
I want to sing that chorus with you guys one more time. Does that sound good? Because I'm in charge. I get to do whatever I want. <laughs> today, this building, that we would leave remembering who we are, that we are the beloved, <laughs> that we are in Christ. Oh, I pray that the fullness of Christ would dwell in us richly, that we would know wisdom, Father, that our minds would be renewed, God, that as we go through this week, that we would know the encounters that we have with you as we go. That every day there'd be a new and different experience. Father, that we would be willing to do the weird thing to get out of where we're at to get to the new place, right? That we would be willing, Father, grace us with the strength and the courage. Embolden us, God, to want the new, resurrected, amazing, awesome life that you have for us to step out of where we might be stuck and step into the new life in Christ that is ours. Oh, Father, thank you. I thank you for healing in the bodies of every person that's here, all the people that aren't here, Father, those that are watching on Zoom, those that will be listening later. I pray that you would bless them in abundance, God. May your love abound in every home, in every life, in every body, in every relationship, God, in all the places and spaces, I pray that your love would abound, that grace would abound, Father. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness. Thank you that your love is a firm foundation, God. Thank you that you are with us in all the things of life. Thank you that you are for us and you are not against us, God. Thank you that you are with us in all things. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Yeah.